talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they got to play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This old boy in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. What do we say, dog? They gotta play us! That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Not to be a favorite, if you found that show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm out of 2,167 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Eyes. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got something you want to ask Coach Cam or Andrew Fox Miller or anything like that, just support the show. Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here at the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you're looking for a house, condo, apartment, if you're a rental property, you just don't want to manage it anymore. Give T-Properties a shot. They'll take care of the rest. And you know it. I normally wear it every day. I'm not today because I got my nice new draft day hat and I got just a bagels hoodie on. But if you want the jackpot Joey gear, like the flag, and we got beer, the beers at Brink Brewery, the flags, the hats, the hoodies, all stuff's at jackpotjoey9.com. Portions of the proceeds of both of these go to uh, the Joe Burrow uh, Foundation and the Joe Burrow 
uh, Hunger Relief Fund. What's up to everybody in the chat? Stranger, you're first. Brad's in there. Crypt Keeper's in there. Jerome's in there. Nicholas is in there. Jolly's in there. What is up? All right, guys. We have some free agent news. But first, let's get to my guest. First off is Coach Cam. What's going on, Cam? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Let's get to uh, the the man behind all the stuff that happens at Cincinnati Bengals talk. The reason James Rapini looks so good, and we always just give James shit about this, but, you know, it's Andrew Fox Miller. <laughs> there he is. There's the star of the show. What's up, Andrew? <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. So are you uh, guys ecstatic about the uh, new quarterback we signed, uh, uh, Sidney Jones? Yeah, that's that guy's name, right? Is that, uh, is that exciting to you? Exciting? Okay. <laughs> I had something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is – honestly, I forgot he was even still out there. And, uh, and, and But I don't mean that in a bad way, right? I, this is somebody that – I remember the name coming up when uh, Awuja went down. Right. And here we are. So – I, I don't know if we've gotten quite any uh, all the information on the terms, but I, I like it a lot, to be honest. All things considered, I think right. it's a great value add. Veteran, they need that right now, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a depth piece. And this is the stuff I expect around this time. Yeah, exactly. We we, we need depth, especially at cornerback. Because I mean, Cheeto most likely will be fine for the season, but just in case he's not, this is a good guy to have as a backup. Like you said, we need depth. Cam, how do you feel about the move so far? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good depth piece, uh, someone that could play, you know, outside just in case. Like I said, if a Woozy has to be integrated slowly, can't play like a full slate of snaps to start the season, you want a veteran guy back there that can, you know, hold the fort down until he's ready to come back. Because, I mean, to be honest, I don't think you want to just put him out there for 60-plus snaps after that type of injury. Because, like I said, you know, look at, you know, Tredavious White and how he returned. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty, you know what I mean? So – just easing back out there, man, and having a guy like Sidney Jones helps. Exactly. Now, uh, ESPN's Field Yates reported this. Uh, the Bengals are hosted defensive lineman Terrell Basham and defensive tackle, I hope I say his name right, Catavius or Catavius Street. They're both uh, free agents. Um, this could help bolster the pass rush here uh, at three tech because I think that's what we need. Andrew, what's your thoughts on those guys coming in and possibly, I mean, it's not going to fix anything or that's going to fix its depth pieces, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you you put it exactly the way I would put it. Which these are just pieces. Once again, add depth. Right. Um, you've got a, a a reasonable amount of snap count and history uh, among with um, Street for sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I, I think look th again. This is the chatter I want. I expected right. this probably you know heading into this past weekend, and now things are kind of moving. This is right. the. This is where we get the. I mean, look at look. We talk about, <clears throat> sorry, we talk about uh, Sidney Jones. Mm -hmm. Everyone's wondering, oh, is that mean Eli Apple's out the door? Not necessarily, but I will say that look what Eli Apple ended up giving us in the long run. And th these are the types of pick. The, these are the types of moves you can make where you've got somebody that could immediately contribute and start if needed. You never know. And this is the this is the fun stuff when you get to look back and go, man, remember what we did? When we we grabbed these players, uh, right. for a minimal deal for a year or whatever. Right. Well, like Eli, we picked him up on the scrap. He never expected him to be our, our starting cornerback, but he has been for the last two years. So, and I'm with you. I wouldn't, everybody's like, all right, Eli's out the door. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, I think it kind of depends on what they do in the draft. If they draft another corner, then maybe they, they don't, but this is all just the, the meat potatoes of, of 
the offseason. You need these depth pieces because we've, I mean, we've seen the last couple of years. I mean, last year we got so injured. I mean, I know mostly on the offensive line, but these are the pieces that you need because you never know what's going to happen. And let's be honest, we, we got to get some more pass rush up the middle. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not by any means saying these guys are going to replace Larry Ogajo because I still think we need to replace Larry O from last year. But these are these are pieces that maybe it can help, you know, it, r- rotate guys, give guys, give guys breaks. Cam, what's your thoughts on them? Uh, yeah, I agree with the, what both of you guys uh, said there. Um, you know, just that piece, pieces that you needed. Like, I know we added, you know, basically stole B.J. Hill from the Giants before in that one training camp. And everybody was like, okay, that piece, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like B.J. Hill is like, you know, the meat of that defensive line. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So you just never know how these pieces are going to shape out and, and round out. And like you mentioned before, like, uh, you know, Eli Apple ended up, uh, you know, being a starting corner for us for two years. And I know when we first signed him, everybody killed the signing. Like, Eli's right. buzzed, he's a wash. Why did we get him? And yet he's ended up being the starting corner on the AFC championship team and the Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So you never know. If Lou won him, I'll take him. And that's the thing is, is you got Lou here. So I think Lou can, can, he, he, he seems to get the best out of these guys. I mean, I mean, these might be Lou guys, you know, where they get bought in and Lou can put them in and Lou's done this. He's very good at putting guys in the best situation so they can excel at that. So that's, well, I think it's another reason why guys want to come here because let's face it. They come here and get, you know, do really good for one year. They can leave and go sign for big money somewhere else. I think that's all considerations for these, these uh, offensive or uh, free agents here. They might follow Lou next year. Uh Oh, uh, you had to put that out there, Andrew. Take on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's have to think about that. <laughs> Damn, sorry. What'd you say, Cam? I, I didn't hear you. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't like thinking about Lou leaving. So yeah. we got it for one more year. So I'll, I'll just live in the moment for now. Exactly. <laughs> now, I, I, I said this if we go down that, that road a little bit, but I, I've said this one we thought Lou might leave this year. I think Marion hobby is the next guy to, to step up to be the defense corner for the Bengals. If, or if, and when, when Lou's going to leave, I mean, it's going to happen eventually, but uh, what, what's your thoughts on uh, Marion hobby is maybe being, I know he's never done it, but yeah, he's Lou's right hand man, basically. Got I mean, Andrew. That fits the, uh, it fits the MO of what they prefer uh, within the club, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, promoting their own, Marion Hobby is, I you know, I, the only the most exposure I've ever seen him get in terms of like sitting down and hearing the, the man talk for more than, I mean, really at all, uh, was when Elise Jesse interviewed him, and that was several months ago. The video is out there if you want to check that out. But it, it is that we we posted a video up there. What channel is that on, by the way? Uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals talk. Oh, I've never, I've never um, heard that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's out there. Elise uh, Elise Jesse interviewed Marion Hobby, and it was great. He was. Uh, he's obviously intelligent and just had a great uh, personality about him. And it seems like the players really rally around him. So just from, just from my own, uh, you know, eye tests and just getting a vibe for the man, he sounds like a great leader and somebody that I would be very interested to see, if not defensive coordinator, move up somehow, move over somehow, get a little bit more um, exposure on that defense. And and, and I think he's going to be, He'll get a job elsewhere if Bengals don't promote him eventually. That's for sure. Right, exactly. Now let's talk about the big elephant in the room that we're all going to be talking about till either he's traded or they make him play right tackle. What, Andrew? I I've said this. I think we. I, I still want to draft if we draft the right tackle. I say draft him, but 
I right I, right now, I say Jordan Williams is your right tackle. I just tell him suck it up, Buttercup. Go play right tackle, and he might be better at right tackle. We don't know. I mean, he was an average, okay, left tackle. He might be better at right tackle. I mean, I don't know. At this point, I'm not willing to trade Jonah until we know what we have a right tackle. I'm not okay with with Lel because I mean, I'm okay with Lel, but Lel's not gonna be here till you know September, November, somewhere around there. And then you got Jax Carmen, Cody Ford, Adenogy. The list goes on, on and on. None of those guys. I'm like, okay. We're good at right tackle. What, what's your what's your thoughts on on the right tackle situation? I mean, yeah, I, I would think or hope that there would be some clear answers on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, based on how the draft goes. Then again, I suppose if the right offer is out there beforehand and it's something they cannot turn down, they'll move him. Whether or not he would, I'm trying to envision a scenario where he would stay. And I, you know, I obviously don't know how he's um, dealt with negotiations like this in the past or demands like this in the past with uh, uh speaking to jonah but uh, i it's hard right now you're asking on a day where we see some of the <laughs> we see all this lamar jackson news and you're just like you see the extreme side of just putting your foot down and being like this is the way it's going to go and then the you know just it's contentious and maybe jonah would be willing to to maybe this is just part of it right it, people ask for trades all the time mm-hmm. and he's just going through the motions if his heart's here when 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 the time comes, then absolutely, I would love to see that happen. But in my mind, he won't be here this coming season. Now, that, okay, to that point, how much leverage does Jonah have? I mean, he's under fifth year option. If you say he refuses to play, then he's going to be out twelve million dollars or seventeen million. I think is what it is. Is that a smart businessman when you had an injury? plagued year last year and people don't consider you a great left tackle for he wants to go get all this money that's where i'm kind of like i don't know if he has the leverage that lamar has right now i mean lamar has a lot of leverage jonah doesn't have any in my in my opinion maybe not leverage in terms of it, you're, you're right i mean in in regards to the, the le- it's, i don't know that he would hold out if it came down to it the mm-hmm. question is is he gonna is he going to just put this behind him and and get back to playing football and play as you know the best that he that he can? His heart's in it. Right. That's the thing I wonder. I don't know that there's going to be some ugly standoff necessarily mm-hmm. because of the very reason you're talking about. Right. What you got, yeah, Cam? For me, it's like I I feel like he has to play well for his next contract. However, it's like, do you really want somebody out there thinking like? I don't want to be a right tackle protecting your franchise quarterback. That that's my math because I mean we all human. It's like, all right, they brought somebody in there to technically take my position. I got to move my position. I'm thinking about next year, or I might have lost some money. Like subconsciously, like I don't see Jonas a guy subconsciously like just dogging it out there. But it's like when a guy's unhappy, will he play his best? Like that's my biggest pet maybe my only pushback of saying all right let's just forget what jonah talk about putting that right tackle that's my that'll be my only pushback on that but like you said jeff you don't have much leverage you just have to see how it play out but i just would want somebody at right tackle that wants to play the position happy to be at the position right. and willing to you know willing to do whatever it takes to protect nine and maybe not have any type of cloud hanging over I say maybe, that, maybe that's darn all right at 28. If he, if if we're able to get him, if we are, I'm running to the board to go get him. 
And then this is this is one trade thing that we brought up on Bengals and Brewers earlier today is what if you trade Jonah to the Titans for uh, Jeffrey Simmons? I mean, would that be something that the, they're both will one your contracts? Would that be something that you think would be plausible for both of them, or would it take Jonah and say a third round pick or Jonah and a fourth round pick or something? Go ahead, Cam. I don't know on that one. <laughs> I mean, as far as like calculating how that trade would work, but yeah, right. I mean, obviously, it'd be open to that, right? Who I mean, I would think it was with Tennessee. That's what I say. Does it work for them? They need, they do need offensive line, but uh, like I said, I don't. With them needing offensive linemen, and it seems like they're at contract. Uh, you know, I, I call it contract hell. Like you know, the Ravens are with with Lamar, and you know they kind of you know Titans are kind of with with Simmons. It's like you know, do the Titans do they want to just let him go without getting nothing? Uh, with us, it's like we still need a right tackle. So do we want to you know necessarily trade? I mean, it, it's to be honest, it would be if we gave up Jonah and, and a pick for Jeffrey, it will be even. But like I said before, on Bengals now we get we're getting Simmons for one year right like because I don't think we'll be able to extend him like we was talking about this guy's going to make probably the most money the defensive lineman ever made reset the market so it's, it'll be a one year win yeah all I know is I'd, I'd want to be I'd want to be in that room when he and Ted Karras Simmons and Ted Karras sit down to hash it out uh, oh yeah precinct or something oh that's right that's I, forgot you, about, I forget about that I forgot <laughs> yeah, that about that I was at that game too. Yeah, totally he was fine. Yeah, he was. He was. You're right. I totally forget. That's, and that's at the beginning. Uh, the beginning of my show. Ted Karras is, yeah, f you, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> that's on there. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, so uh, maybe maybe they don't do that because of that. Because that you know talk, we're talking <laughs> about uh, some people said about Zeke Elliott. Oh, he might be a, a locker room cancer, which I don't think that's. I don't think that's true at all. I think Zeke would be pretty good here. And for me, for Zeke. Which I don't know if the it doesn't look like the Bengals wanting, but if you get Zeke for three to five million and he plays the P run role, I say sign me up for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean for sure. I, I don't, I don't, I don't fall like heavily one way or the other as far as like if Zeke's going to be a good fit. At the end of the day, it's like it's like Ted Lasso, the Lasso way, Zach Taylor way. Right. Um, you you ultimately you are fit or you're not. They'll make that decision. Um, that'll be that'll be heavily weighed in their decision and. Regardless of what you do with Ezekiel Elliott, I feel like you have to solve for the fact that you could have Joe Mixon and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you still got to do something about – I feel like there's still a gap in that backfield regardless. Right. right. Um, now, look, Joe Mixon could completely uh, – he doesn't need to take a huge step up, but he could take a step forward this coming season and, uh, and prove some doubters wrong and live up to his contract and, and so on and so forth. Sure. Right. But you're still going to have to address it in the draft. You're going to need some youth back there, some speed. You got to figure that out. Um, but man, for a great deal for Ezekiel Elliott and Ed, just really from a from a pass protection standpoint, yeah, I'd be very interested in that for a, a P Ryan replacement. Well, everybody's wondering who the crazy guy here is. This is Chandler, my son. He, he jumped, jumped hey, in. Hey, what's today. up? I wanted to say hi to everybody. Are you a big Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott fan? Would you like to have him as the backup to Joe Mixon? You know, I mean, it, I think it tells it tells you a lot that in a contract year, he got outshined by uh, Tony Pollard. So, I, you know, I, there's always a right price for everyone. But, you know, I think it's a pretty dang low price. And I don't I don't think he's going to take that. So I, I, I'd i say I'm uh, I'm not on on the on the bandwagon there unless he's willing to, like, get paid 
nothing, then <laughs> I don't think he's worth it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get paid nothing. So. <laughs> but they do have to find somebody as far as the backup goes to Mix. Because at this point, I think I don't I don't think Mix is going anywhere. I think Mix is going to be their running back right now, regardless of restructured or whatever. I think Mix is going to be our starting running back. And there is a lot of guy, guys in the draft that they could get in like the fifth round. And what I like is, is uh, Izzy, I think, as, as we call him from uh, Pittsburgh. They're, uh, they're, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Cam? What, 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 how, uh, what, Israel or whatever. I think I know his name. I just can't say it. I think he might be a good one to get there uh, fourth, fifth round. If you if you can do that and you're running backs, then I think I, I wouldn't say it's fixed, but that's that'd be a good – you have him and you have uh, Travion Williams in there, which is another one who I think – I'm looking forward to Travion getting his shot for once. I think Travion – could do a, a lot of good. He might be able to fill the P run role. I don't know. What do you guys think about Travion being the backup? I, me personally, I, I I like Travion. Uh, you know, obviously he hasn't had his chance. Really had his uh chance, or you know, because you had Nixon, P Ryan, and then of course you know uh, Williams. I think he had a little injury bug there for a minute, and then you know Evans. We drafted Evans to kind of step in, but. Man, I like Travion with the little few carries that he had. I know he had a few carries at Pittsburgh. I went up to that game and to kind of close the deal, him and P. Ryan on that last drive, and he ran really well. The Tennessee game, he made a nice catch, had a really, really nice run. He did rail on kick returns. I think in the in the small sample size that we got from Travion Williams, he's been very, very, very uh, successful in that in those small, small you know dosages. So I mean, I. I you know, eventually we gotta give some of these guys a chance. And well, that's, Chris and Evans, that's the is, he, thing. is he gonna get the play this year? <laughs> that's that's yeah, all mean, we've been I, waiting on. I mean, look at Andrews. Who that said that his eyes kind of lit up. I mean, is is he gonna get on the field? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, just, I, I eventually gotta give these you know the guys a chance to play. Um, especially if you're looking at you know the contracts coming up, we're gonna have to rely on some guys that's maybe like you know rookies that we draft or guys that may, maybe you know, that we bring back on one, you do like a Travion Williams to, to produce for us. You know, they, they're going to have to. Chris Evans, I, I only smirk because I, I pretty much handle basically most of the comments over our channel at Cincinnati Bengals Talk. So I see the, the, <laughs> I see the trends and that is one that comes up a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it's Chris Evans is a tricky one in that, there is something that we clearly don't know, right? And and there's just no way. You can speculate all you want, but the reality is facts won, what, six-round pick? Yeah, six-round pick. So expectations are where they are at face value coming into the the camp last year. When he he hit flashes and then injury and he kind of disappeared and there's got to be a reason now. Could we get a bit of a revival out of him coming into this season, second year, um, you know, some sort of boost from him? Sure. And I, I think that they're counting on the fact that they've got that depth and they can add that competition in camp. I think he's going to be integral in that. Whether or not he even earns a roster spot, we'll see. But his chance will be this summer, and mm-hmm. um, and and that's it. So regarding Travion, like, yeah, same thing in terms of – I think they've at least he's got a, a role carved out for him. He has a, a place on this team for what he does, particularly from a special team standpoint. But also, I think he can contribute more than he has in the run game in the backfield. Um, but ultimately, you're still gonna you're still gonna draft for 
you know, yeah. some sort of boost in the arena for really that the three down back or some sort of some threat that is going to, it's the same thing we've been saying about wide receiver to a degree. I know it's not the same in terms of the personnel that we have now. Try to find the fourth wide receiver. Yeah. You, you, and you, or you want that, that speed, you want that person that's going to stretch the field and, and, you know, keep that back, uh, defensive backs honest. And I don't think we have that in the backfield today, as far as keeping defenses honest. And Joe Mixon could be a hell of a compliment for that. He could even be, the first down back there for the long term, but there's got to be some game changer back there. And I don't think it's on this roster right now. Just, just not yet. No, I agree. I mean, that's where I am concerned. My two positions, well, three positions I'm concerned was running back, number one, right tackle, then tight end, then running back. That's, that's the three positions that that I think the Bengals still need to try to address in this off season still. Now we'll put this up here for a second time. And if this this is true, then Lamar's gone. But I don't know. Rumors are that Indianapolis Colts plane was spotted in Baltimore. <laughs> Could be getting Lamar Jackson to the Colts. I don't know. I, I don't. I. I mean, th- this whole thing with Lamar is is really. I mean, well, I said it. I tweeted out once they put the tag on, but I said he's gone because I really thought somebody would go out and sign him. To be honest, and but the Colts with their owner, I would not put it past them to go all in and, and get him. I mean, and if. Lamar, just say Lamar Jackson, if he's gone, how much does that open up? This, I mean, we won the division the last two years with him in it. How much is that more? How much more does that open up the, the AFC North for the Bengals to win it again this year? Man, I mean, if you talk about as far as it opening up, I mean, it opens up a great deal. I mean, you think about the last two years, who we really had to direct compete. Obviously, we struggled in the first half of the year, lost our first half of the division games. But if you look, and who we've had to really battle it out with these last two years, it's been the Ravens and it's been Lamar Jackson. Uh, now, I, I hate, I, I hate Pittsburgh. <laughs> we I all do. <laughs> but they had a good, sneaky, good off season, and you cannot necessarily write them off. Now, I think we were better. I think we're better top to bottom. I, I do. But it's something that you just can't necessarily write off. But it does open up the window for us to make it easier. We just have to take care of business, stay healthy, you know, all those good things. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you remove someone like Lamar from your division, oh, yeah, it definitely makes life easier. The guy's a special talent. Exactly. Andrew, what do you got? What, what, what would Lamar Jackson leave in the AFC North? What would that do for the Bengals? I mean, I can't help but think. Like as a fan, I can't help but think and look at it like, all right, like this is we got to scramble, man. Like it was the same thing when you saw with Pittsburgh, like that the, the decline of Roethlisberger, and like, all right, they're going to reload. Yep, Now's yep. the time, and right. obviously, it's been going well for the Bengals in that regard. But it's the same thing I see with Baltimore. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore figures out what to do at quarterback, and to some degree, in spite of the quarterback that they have. Um, well, they're back. They're back up in the Pro Bowl. Don't you know that, Andrew? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't never count him out, even without Lamar. But right, obviously, without him. Uh, well, if they don't have Lamar, they have to totally change their whole team because they restructure it around what Lamar does well, which is what you should do if you have a quarterback. Whatever your quarterback does well, that's how you should structure your team. Which I think NFL teams are a lot better at doing that now than they used to be. And it's like about taking David Klingler and trying to make him a. Uh, you know, pocket passer when he's a running, uh, run and shoot quarterback. They do that a lot better now. Do you think looking around the division though, like let's assume Lamar's out the door, he's gone. Like you looking around and is it, is it really us like looking around and saying, 
the, uh, the Browns are the the biggest like it's, wild threat that we can't even really quantify just yet because of how weird every offseason they have is how weird every acquisition they get is like is it because like it's always on paper with them right every offseason you're like Whoa. they win the offseason every year <laughs> and, yeah and then is is, See, is that I, it I though just, yeah I, I can't get with the browns being direct comp- uh, you know competition uh, i know you put that up there and it's like kind of like what you said uh it's like like for me i say the browns are gonna brown Somehow, some way, something will go wrong. I, I don't know what it is, but it will go wrong. Something will happen, and they'll finish seven and ten, eight and nine, and they'll be disappointed again. I, to me, I, I understand they they've kind of beaten us more recently, but I still don't go into a Cleveland game like, oh my God, it's the Browns. I, I just can't. I can't never look at it that way because I know they're going to screw up. I mean, I hate this and I, with the camera. I hate the Steelers, but dude, with their coach and the way that organizations run, they could. They, I mean, they could turn around and be a, a, a competitor this year. I mean, they really could. They, they, hell, they went to the Super Bowl with with uh, uh, Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> so <laughs> that, and that's and that's what's scary. That's what I was mentioning. Like right. I remember last year before the season started, I think I was on. Um, he was a bros with your boy Dale. Yeah, and we were talking about Week One, and I was like, I hate to be this guy. But I would be, I would not be shocked if we lost that. Yeah. Because you give Mike Tomlin four months to study and and work on you, and and I'm telling you yep. that you give him four months, that game's gonna be rough. I'm I'm just I'm just telling. He put his everything into that game clearly because it. <laughs> he put everything into it. I mean, <laughs> that was a season. It was. All over. And man, that was that was a uh, uh, like I I don't care if they even if. That that the sting of that game never left. Like it, no. even when they were turning it around, even as they were going deep in the playoffs, like it was still this like footnote in my head. I was like, man, that what that, what was going on? There? I know it's the first game of the season. I know anything can happen. You got teams got to figure themselves out, but that was that was a gut punch to start mm-hmm. the season for sure. And and it's to to your to your point, it's that's what you got to expect. You, even if like you said, even the Browns win seven games, there's always that fear in the back of your mind of like, what if we're two of them because right. of just weirdness? And that's just what yeah. seems to happen. Now, I do feel like we taking care of business um, uh, this past the second game against the Browns. Like it kind of helped me give me a little bit of assurance. But hey, it's a new season. I don't know what's going to come out on that field for Cleveland. Yeah. I I don't even understand it anymore. But you're right, and t- it's a safe bet until you prove otherwise. Like it always, you just end up falling on your face and. That's just a fact. So there's just a very large sample size of that happening. So tr- show me that w- it's going to start becoming the exception for Cleveland, and right, you got to assume rule, that right. they're going to. They're going to. Now, one thing on that note of, of the the loss at the beginning of the season to to the Steelers, that's where I come back, and and, and that had a lot to do with why we had to go to Arrowhead in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. That's where we come back to the fact to me this this year it's I want the and I think the Bengals are, but it's most important for me. For them to get off to a good start, three and oh, five and oh. So you gotta get out there and and, and, and get off to a good start because the AFC championship game, in my mind, has to be played here in the jungle. Cause I'm tired of going to Arrowhead and playing it there. I'm tired of the Bengals have to go on the road. Now they damn near went on the road again this year and won every game like they did last year, except for Super Bowl. But you know, they, if they if it's at home, that's that's I'm not gonna say it's an easy dub. Not, nothing's ever easy, but it makes it a lot easier if you're playing at home. Then you're going on the road every single week, like the Bengals have had to do the last couple of years. So that goes to the thing: is like we got to get off to a good start this year. 
Absolutely. That's that's the thing. That's the thing that's going to be the differentiator between this past season and this one season. The the past two seasons, you know, yeah, you're yeah. going to look at it and go, "All right, we, we've always it's just building upon and building upon." This is the clear thing to me that you kick off regular season 2023, and you come out hot. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, I'm I'm feeling really good because it just it was heavy early on this past season. I we we were coming off this high of going to Super Bowl, even though we lost. You come oh. in like that, it was like what? Bengals Twitter was going nuts. I'm like, oh. everybody just calm down. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was, it was real. I, I, I went to Dallas for the game, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was up, man. And uh, you know, I got blamed for the loss. You know, I gritted on the star, and you got you know, blamed for the loss. You know, beat me down <laughs> over the head. Oh, you choose you the sun. <laughs> so that's I'm what, like, yeah, it I, was I, definitely I got, rough. Well, but like you said, man, uh, uh, Andrew, that 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 loss lingered. You know, that first loss of the season lingered all the way because even to the end, we like, we won that game. This game might be played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And it's not only that, but you saw the floor. Like, you witnessed it of, like, Mm -hmm. this is how bad it could be. Like, I didn't think it could be this bad this season. And it's for the first game of the season. It was tough. But, hey, to credit to not just just the team, obviously, but really even the fan base. Like, as much as everybody was going wild, like you said, Jeff, like the – I could say from, from where I'm sitting, like, I, I we had this ongoing thing James and I with with our channel where whenever there was lo- lo- when when people were losing in 2021 mm-hmm. I gotta think about what year we're in now when, when, <laughs> when we're like that, that string of losses when you lost the Jets right when when we'd lose we mm-hmm. saw traffic just dip nobody right. cared it was mm-hmm. we we I don't care what you're talking about even if it's on a positive note people just kind of lost sort of an appetite to even hear or discuss anything about uh, the team. Super Bowls can change that, sure. But I will say that starting out the season, I'm like, here we go. I see the dip in traffic. I see the dip in comments and engagement. Right. People stayed strong throughout that. So for whatever that's worth, I do feel like uh, I noticed the fan base kind of really, whether it was intentional or not, that there was, there was a, a level of still interest in conversation and people were kind of, you know, keeping lines open with one another on social media and keeping things rolling and, uh, and look what we got. So exactly. It, it, it's the optimism, man. It, it's the optimism. That's, that's so great uh, about it. And, you know, um, and last year it was kind of like, you know, when you start off, you know, Oh, and two, and then you're four and four. And I think that loss on Monday night against the Browns really was like, Oh buddy. Like, cause we had just lost Jamar, and mm-hmm. and you know, so we like, oh, this, and then a woozy got hurt. That said that night, and we're like, oh my god, this is this, you know, this. You, you talk about the Halloween game. The Halloween game, yeah. Yep, and then, yep, then, yep. So that, that was well, like one of the worst nights I've well, ever seen. As far as being watching, like, we're out there in our starting corner gets hurt. So it, it, you know, it, it's. It's just funny how year one, we made it to the Super Bowl. Yay. Year two, it was kind of like, okay, let's get back to the playoffs. Let's show some consistency. Let's so let's get to the playoffs. Let's win a game. Let's show that we here, that we ain't going nowhere. Now it's like, we need home field. We need, you know, the expectation is oh, finally set. Exactly. And we can't, like you said, we can't start off slow. I'm tired of going to what they call Arrowhead Invitational. Which is the AFC Championship game? There, I'm tired of hearing it. They got to come hey, here for me, dude. I'm the one that kept calling a Burrowhead. Dale keeps blaming me for the loss because I keep calling. I kept calling a Burrowhead. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Terry here, this has got a good point. He said Joe Burrow has to have a healthy offseason, a good start for Burrow, is a good start for the Bengals, for his organization, which right. honestly, this hopefully nothing else happens. This could be his first normal offseason. I mean, Joe has not had one where it's your COVID or he's come from a knee injury or he's appendectomy. <laughs> like, hopefully nothing happens and, and he can. And that, and honestly, I think that had a lot to do with his four interceptions at the beginning of it and the offensive line. We had all new guys. So that's the thing is like, look, look, we're starting out, we're talking about, we already got one new tackle. We're probably going to have a different right tackle. So, it, but it's not going to be three guys on the inside. So it's still going to be a new offensive line. Now, a lot of people in the chat here were saying that you know we should play the offensive line more in the preseason. And I'm I'm I agree with that to to a certain extent to try to, to get the cohesiveness together. So hopefully we don't get Joe killed the first couple of weeks. What what's you guys' thoughts on, on playing more just playing more of the starters in in general in the preseason? Go ahead, Andrew. Well, yeah, like that was a bit of the narrative. Uh, we talk about that Pittsburgh game. We talk about the slow start to the season, Dallas, so on and so forth. It was a lot of, yeah, Joe's appendectomy is kind of getting up to speed, which I think it was pretty apparent there was a little bit of uh, getting back to full strength that he even said himself, I think, that he may never even be able to experience because of just the way the grind of the season goes. But regarding the offensive line, it's a similar thing in that people were kind of pointing fingers at that when they were looking at how the season got off there. They weren't gelling. They weren't in unison with one another. There was a level of communication that wasn't taking place that they needed to achieve to be an optimal, you know, offensive uh, power, so to speak. So this off season, I, I think you have the benefit of, you know, we, we can even take Joan out of the equation with this, but especially like, I think you kind of have the benefit of uh, Karis Kappa if you in 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 two in, and then uh Volson too, like if you were to say, okay, more than half of our offensive line, if we exclude running back out of that equation, more than half of our, our front line there is uh they've got that understanding really in, the, in at its core. Who's at the right side? Is it a rookie? Will it matter? You might want to play a little bit into that. Right. And I would like to think that Orlando Brown Jr. doesn't need it. Would could he use it? Absolutely, but I would like to think that. He's not. He's going to be able to adapt, assuming those other three have that. You know, they're 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 working well together already. They've got a right. season behind them. Right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna emphasize it as much as we did in hindsight, looking at last season. In right. other words, um, I think we'll be okay one way or the other. Use your best judgment, but man, you know how it goes. If they get yeah. one of them just tweaks an ankle, it's over. Yeah, they they exactly. will be screaming at it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's one thing. That's a good is a good point. Is I don't necessarily think even if we, even we have a, a new we hit, we know we have a new left tackle we do have a new right tackle I don't think it's as big a deal as last year because last year the three guys inside all three of them were new so that that is harder I don't say harder but it's three more guys that you have to know what the other one does just like Dave Lab always says it's a fist so they all got to move in the same direction when you basically have a totally redo line which we did actually because Lel was there too. So the only person that was on the offensive line for the year before was Jonah. So it's not going to be as many guys this year, but I do think they need to try to play a little bit more just so you had that cohesive. But like you said, you don't want anybody getting hurt. If somebody gets hurt, so it's a fine line of how to how to do it. How you know it's you know yeah, it is a fine line, and I'm on the line of you know you just got to sit them out, man. I'm not trying to. Because the thing is, we know we kind of, you know, we had people crushing the coaching staff for not, you know, having them play a few snaps or whatever. Lord forbid, you know, one of our linemen or somebody important in a meaningless game goes out there 
and, and we lose them for an extended amount of time, yeah. then we'll kill them for that. So they were, it's, they were, they were like, Zach, I told you you shouldn't have played them. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, for me, I felt like, yeah, the line was, despite the line being bad, despite the four interceptions, if we have a healthy Clark Harris to hold, the, oh. to snap the ball. We would have won the game. <laughs> we win the game. Play that was, that's a huge thing. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? That was my thing. It's just like, Despite how ugly we play, we still could have won that game. We have our still should have won it. Hey, if Lapham's saying though, offensive lines close fists. So what we got? We got middle threes there. Was mm-hmm. that? What is that? What is that the, that's Aloha, right? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we, got, we got, got this going on. Shaka or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. Uh, so the uh, uh, flush here here so, so to answer the original question of the show, which I put it out there. No, at Twenty-eight. Right. Who you got? You know, Michael Mayer or uh, Darnell. Uh, uh, William, uh, I get it right. Not Darnell Washington. I get the names conf- confused. Uh, the tackle out of uh, Tennessee. Um, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. Thank you. Um, I'm still going. If Darnell Wright is there, I'm still. I'm going Darnell Wright at right tackle. I can find a good tight end in the second round. I think. I don't, what do you guys think? Good Cam. Uh, I'm going. I'm going right tackle too. Uh, like I said, I just got memories of Joe Burrow ending the season on his butt two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen Joe Burrow make tight ends plenty of money these last two years. <laughs> not, to yes. say that, not to say that we can just get any scrub in there, but, but. I, I think if we get, you know, a nice guy, a nice tight end in the second round, like a little or a craft uh-huh. or something like that, uh, He'll work wonders with Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I, I want him upright. Give me Darnell right at 28. And get, give me Wilcox as, as the backup again or, or or probably starter at the beginning of the year if you draft one. What do you got, Andrew? What do you got? You, you got tackle or you got tight end? What, what are you thinking? There's obviously what I want, what I think. I, I think it's going to be fairly – I don't know why. I'm, I have no basis for this. So, just you, you don't even, never, ever quote me on well, – actually, quote me on it if I'm right. I'm going to it out right now after you say this. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I can't help but hear the conversations. I can't help but hear sort of the uh what what comes in draft season and everyone kind of making their their projections and their their assumptions and their predictions. I, there's something about this draft to me and, and maybe it's not the first round but I I'm going to work with the first round here. I think it's going to be unexpected. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be unexpected of who or if it's going to be unexpected and oh I why that position I don't know. But I think there's something about it that feels, and maybe it's because this is the way this, it could be me just projecting a bit uh, based off of the fact that this offseason has gone almost in a way sort of opposite of what we thought, right? I mean, like you asked anybody, who did we think was still going to be here? They're gone. Ask anybody who they thought, Orlando Brown, that wasn't even in conversation and look what happened. I could, I just feel like this draft is going to go in some direction and I think only hindsight is going to prove whether or not we we can appreciate it. I don't know that we're going to be excited about it. I do think I would prefer that they go after uh, right tackle, although I could easily see them going defensive line. I could see tight end. I think tight end is going to – I think they're going to have to draft more. They're going to have to draft two tight ends at this rate, right? Right, right. right. I still think they get – they double up on value in those maybe second, certainly mm-hmm. – third fourth this is something they're going to do those two probably in that pocket the middle of the fist so to speak of seven right. fingers um but the uh i think ultimately yeah i would love line i that's what i want 
I just don't think that's what happens, and I, I can't quantify or explain why. Well, we just did a mock draft on Bengals and Brewers, and who do we draft? Cam, who do we draft number one? Well, uh, Van Ness slid down. Because everybody else we wanted was gone. <laughs> yeah. But Van Ness, I, I, would, I wouldn't be upset if he's – He's there 28. Because my notion, what we, we was on Biggles and Brewers, I said my two things from last year that stood out. We ended the season, obviously, Joe Burrow is back, and we couldn't sack Mahomes. We couldn't get him on the ground. Yep. We made him run around crazy, third downs, and he threw a touchdown pass. Imagine if we get him on the ground and force Bucker to kick three on those two possessions where we had him dead to right. We in the Super Bowl again. Like, get Patrick Mahomes on the ground and protect nine. That's, that's my two. Mm-hmm. things that 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 you know that I, that I left with with that team it's interesting because like i agree i i'm i'm I've, I've also got that mentality that i think a lot of people especially the old school mentality like trenches trenches like that's usually where i'm like you're, i'm never going to complain if they right, take anybody right, in right, trenches yep. right but uh i think it's very interesting that we have a very identifiable piece that we need on this line where everything else is pretty good if not great mm-hmm. um and I don't know how they they come to terms with that because it comes down to obviously who's left, but then it's like, do what happens is I think it's BPA at the end of the day for them in their mind what they think they want regardless. Right. right. But when does it get to? I would love to see it. Like I would I wish there was a legitimate documentary like out there for the Bengals just seeing that war room. Like what do you do in that moment where you you kind of got this guy that's like just a little bit of an edge over the other, not much. And you also recognize maybe as a unit, it would really help things. But then you're like, man, but right tackle, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, who's the guy? Who's the guy standing on the table for for Darnell Wright? Who's the guy standing on the table for Michael Mayer? You know, who's who's how does that work? I mean, because it is very interesting. I mean, because the thing is, and I keep going back to it. We have Jonah, so we technically don't we're technically have a starting right tackle. Technically, you know, we don't have a starting tackle or start, starting tight end. We don't have that. So that's where that's where I think the whole conversation has to come down to Jonah is if if they can bring him back to the full and say, look, are you going to be okay, right tackle? You got you know you'll play is your heart into it, and like you, we said earlier in this podcast, if his heart is not into it, and he's not going to be there, and we we're talking about uh, protecting Jackpot Joey, you got to have a guy right tackle who's all in. I mean, they got to be all in, and if they're not, then I agree we might have to move on. So that's where it's a fine line, man. It's it's really. That's what sucks about. I love picking a twenty-eight because there's a reason we picked there because we had a really good season, but I hate it too because <laughs> it's it's hard. Yeah, I think you make an interesting point though regarding Jonah. I think if, especially if they haven't done anything with him up to the draft, which I don't think they will have. Right. Um, again, unless just you can't refuse a certain right. whatever somebody comes your way and you're like, this has to happen. Right. I wouldn't be surprised unless they've had real conversations with Jonah and they get a real understanding that this is not a good fit um, prior to the draft. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to utilize the un, the knowledge of look Jonah's going to Jonah as far as we know today this is what Jonah is doing mm-hmm. that's it right whether he does it kicking scream like we'll make it work that's what we do and he knows how this culture works he's been here long enough okay if they go into the draft with that mentality are they looking at right tackle as right. as that glaring need mm-hmm. maybe not um, yeah I think it's weird to say that it all comes down to that. At, Short well, I mean, term that, with Jonah, that, but. the way they draft could that could tell you a lot about if Jonah's still here and they don't draft a tackle that could tell you like all right, either they're making Jonah do it or Jonah's you know begrudgingly going going to do it. I mean that's that's gonna be the interesting thing because then you could double up. You have a tight end first round. You could have a tight end second round. You could have two of the 
best tight ends, you know, in in the draft, you know, or top. I always say two of the best, two like top five of the uh, tight ends in the draft, and that wouldn't wouldn't be a bad thing. And you can double down on on running back or corner in the next, you know, uh, uh, second, or third, fourth round. So it, it's it's going to be really interesting, and a lot of it hinges on what the hell Jonah Williams, how, what's he going to do? How's his mindset? You know. I also am very interested to see that you look at the teams that are the first 27 picks and I'm very interested to see if there is like a bit of a run at tight end uh, that could happen. I could easily see that happening. You look at some of those teams out there that right now that like your Tampa Bay's your Dallas teams that like, if, if the, if the player's still there, you, you could see a bit of a drop off once it does get to the Bengals where that's it. You've got your answer. That's just not an option right now. Tight ends that we've, we've gone to the next tier. Uh, whatever we have written down here, and yeah, another another run I could I could totally see in the first round is defensive lineman. That there's yeah. some pretty good uh, interior guys there. That I I could see a, a big run on that. So it, it just like I said, that's the fun part about the draft, but it's also the stressful part about the draft. So it's always fun to try to figure it out. We can sit there and talk to our blue in the face, but it doesn't matter what we think because we ain't the Bengals. We're just the fans. So anyway, on that note, I think I'm gonna let you guys roll on out of here. Andrew, plug some stuff, man. Tell, tell everybody where they can find you. I mean, I know nobody knows anything about about the channel you and James do. It's it's you know you got strawberry eyes, you got Coach Cam up here, and then you know since that Bengals talk is a little on uh, a lower tier, so yeah, no. It, <laughs> if uh, since that Bengals talk, you you probably you've probably seen it. You probably haven't seen me, but you've probably everything you've seen. I've probably had a hand in. So yeah, since that Bengals talk, uh, look that up on YouTube. James Rapine uh, and myself, we sort of created together and uh, James gets on camera, sends me things that take him about a six minute take. And then it takes me about an hour to put it together and get it up <laughs> after he puts so much work into what he know. James is great work. The, uh, um, but yeah, the visuals, the branding, the look, the logos, if you've seen it, you're familiar with it. I appreciate it. That's what I do. And, um, and yeah, I have a lot of conversations with James and then I get out there and I get to have conversations with you all. So um, appreciate you having me on. And uh, I want to mention while I'm thinking about it, if someone asks about the, uh, oh, <laughs> the point of drafting offensive linemen because of the draft history. Hey, listen, Billy Price got his BJ Hill. So there you go. I mean, we, we worked out. Exactly. 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 Like you said, but no, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Check us out if you haven't already and uh, appreciate the comments. People do call me out and it once in a while, which is wild to me. So I appreciate it. And uh, I see some comments here that were also com- uh, mentioning me, which is absurd. I'm just here in my basement doing my thing. I, so I, I like trying to call you out on the live stream. Just so you, you know, get, I know. Get I see crazy. you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, I appreciate you. Know, you've helped me out on different things on the channel. So I appreciate yeah, absolutely. it, too, man. So we'll have to do it again sometime. And, you know, come see us at the tailgate. We'll go do another video or so. Yeah, anytime. I'll be there. All right, brother. Who day? Who day? We'll see. All right, Cam. Plug some stuff, man. Tell everybody where they can find you because we're, we're going to get together and do some Bearcat talk sometime. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, time out with Coach Cam. Um, actually, just found out today, April 10th, I will be starting. April 10th, not next Monday. April 10th, uh, we'll be starting a high school football series on the show. Just talk to some high school coaches regarding the season. Now they can start in May, which is huge for them. Uh, so, uh, my first guest will be Coach Dransman and Coach uh, Joy Woods at Taylor High School. And uh, we'll go from there and get some high school uh, coaches in there to preview the season. So excited for awesome. that. So go fo- follow Coach Cam at Co- Time Out with Coach Cam. They follow you on Twitter. It's at Coach Cam, right? Coach yep, Cam. Coach Cam C. There you go. All right, Cam. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Who day? 
All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Those are two of some of my favorite guys to talk to. I got to talk to Cam for a while today. We did uh, Bengals and Brews earlier today. So let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Red, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And they can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight. Put it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review and a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. We're at 2,167 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. So we can get it up to 3,000 as fast as we can. So tomorrow's show is really cool. I had the guys who wrote the book uh, from Bulldog to Bengal. It's story, excuse me, of Joe Burrow, Jackpot Joey. Uh, it's going to be a really cool, interesting uh, conversation with those guys. Uh, the, you guys, I'll give you the information where you guys get the book and all that stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. Make sure you check it out tomorrow live at 530. And other than that... That's just sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday. Just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they got to play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just draft the camera, draft the hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up.